from 1924 when he threw rocks around a canyon down into the modern age he's been a boon companion though many folks have seen him know now none of them have held him or brought a decent hand sample to dr jeffrey meldrum if you're walking through the woods one night and you see a vague footprint Build a mold and cast that bitch, cause it could be a hit. But if you've never seen a Sasquatch, just seek and you will find. Because Bigfoot is a state of mind. Yes, Bigfoot is a state of mind. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hidden Zoo, where every week or so we make fun of an animal that probably does not exist. My name is Don. With me, as always, is Blake. Hey, Don. Hi, Blake. How are you? I'm I'm tired. Yeah, you stayed up all night. I did. I stayed up all night reading a book. A book. Oh, you'll, you'll tell us about it just as soon as I tell you what episode this is. You know what episode it is? I do know what episode it is. Yeah. 69, have, dudes! I going to say, did you have the... I assumed you had that ready. Of course I, I did. Ask. Of course I had it ready. You should have followed it with some air horns. Wait, hold on. That's that's going to take a little bit of doing because they're in two different... There are two different apps. Oh, my God. You're going to drive me crazy. Hold on. Hold on. See that monster moving behind me? Yeah. Wait, here it goes. Hey, Blake, you know what episode it is? 69, dudes. Motherfucker, say what episode is it? Hey, Blake, you know what episode it is? 69, dudes. I did say it. Hey, Blake, let me tell you what episode it is. (laughs) 69, dudes. There we go. That's that's better. <laughs> that's more appropriate. See, that's why why the big podcasts have an engineer who just does that shit. So it's with yep. multiple tracks and a slightly larger board. Yep. <laughs> so it's a little more. <laughs> so this is like live. This is like back when you had to edit shit on a VHS camcorder. Yep. <laughs> it's like I did that. It's all. It's linear editing. Yay. Shit. Yeah, like, I was looking at this board earlier and trying to figure out, like, any, my brother is an audio engineer. He's, like, really, really good at it. And I need to get him to come down to my basement and tell me how to make it so I can do multi-track recording. Because the way I have it set up is I have uh, audio tracks for my mic. And mm-hmm. then I, and I have a track for the computer, which picks up you and the music and YouTube. But then they all feed into a USB interface that will only work through the speaker cable port. So I have two tracks that collapse to one track. And I know we get better sound quality if I didn't have to do that. I just don't know how. I don't know either. Yeah. Generally, my my audio experience is just plugging shit in until it works. Yeah, that's pretty much what I had to do here. And then if it ever gets messed with, it takes me an hour to refigure that out. Yep. (laughs) I have a whole drawer of cords and adapters that I bought, like probably $60, $70 worth of shit while I was trying to get this to work. It's all like one-eighth to quarter inch and back and and forth. Oh, yeah, and then like XLR to quarter inch, XLR to quarter inch to one, like just fucking everything. Quarter inch to XLR, that didn't work. Dude, my cousin doesn't look closer. I don't know what the fuck his setup is, but like his wife will post photos of him getting ready for something. And he has some kind of thing. It looks like a 1940s, like, British enigma-solving computer <laughs> that's also a Bitcoin mine and an audio board all, all in one giant thing. And it probably costs, like, 
five thousand dollars minimum with cords and lights and i'm not quite sure what it it does it's it looks like it's audio something because there's a little mixer involved it's a borg cube and plugs that i recognize but the rest of it it's like i don't know what he's doing <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like yeah i'm just doing some edm while also bitcoin mining <laughs> does he have a really big mouse-shaped hat she needs to get one yeah does well, the no i didn't see any, i don't think there's any turntables involved Maybe they're just out of frame somewhere. Or maybe he's just the new kind of DJ who just hits play on his MacBook. <laughs> and just has a, has a, uh, like a, a um, fucking centipede roller. Yeah. For, for scratching. <laughs> I don't know any of that. I, I want to be a wedding no. DJ these days because I just have to have my phone and a playlist that includes, yeah. like, uh, Don't Stop Believing. I've and, done that. And, and, uh, uh, Sir Mix a Lot, what the butt song? That one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Baby got back. Baby got back, and you know, just like some some like soft jams, some soft rock jams from the eighties. Uh, maybe a little Billy Idol, you know, like White Wedding. I've done it. I did it once. There's this outfit here in Spokane where you just hire them to set all the shit up, and then they leave. And then you play whatever the hell you want, and this guy comes and cleans it up. That's great. And it was rad. You just plug in, like, a laptop or your phone or an iPod. And they just had, like, a cord, like, a. they just had a couple of different plugs going into, like, the simplest mixer that anyone could figure <laughs> out. And so when that, like, after an hour of drunk uncle bothering me to play white lines, or blurred lines, <laughs> no, it was blurred lines, whatever that fucking. Hey, Blake, song. can you play that rape song? Whatever that Alan Thicke song is. <laughs> not, a, not the Grandmaster Flash one, the other one. There Blurred is, Lines, is that right? Blurred Lines, yeah. The one where, the hey, one where hey. he, uh, he dressed like Beetlejuice. Hey, hey, and, hey. Yeah, the Beetlejuice one. And, and he humped Miley Cyrus at the VMAs or whatever. <laughs> yeah, there was a party, like a corporate event at Mobius, you know, when I still worked there, mm-hmm. where they hired a DJ, and he was just like older white guy. With like a like, you know fifties sixties, uh, and he played a lot of white people music because it was yeah. all corporate white folks who want to pretend that they're not as fucking lame as they really are. And I was standing around with the other staff members who were working uh, working with me, so like uh, Alina and Karen, and you know, you know people people you know. And Alina's thinking, why is there any DMX in this bitch? <laughs> and, and I said, and I said, okay, so I want you to understand, there's a law of the universe: the number of white people at this event has reached critical mass and at some point tonight don't stop believing will play god it's the worst isn't it, it? or it doesn't we... matter if it's on his playlist or not it will spontaneously generate itself and it will play and karen's like shut the fuck up what are you talking about and like 10 minutes later what played yeah don't yeah. stop believing it's the karaoke rule she was like how did you know like if you're forced to go to karaoke, there's three or four songs you will always, always hear. Bohemian Rhapsody. That's one of them. Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, usually that Black Velvet song mm-hmm. for the, that girl who thinks she could sing and kind of can. <laughs> and and like, uh, some drunk girls always do that, the fucking up the pickup truck song. Uh, you know which one I'm talking about? Yes. I was at karaoke in co- co- No, it was in high school. But we were visiting a friend at college, and he took us to, it was like 18 and over karaoke. 
Maybe. No, it wasn't because we were like 17. Uh, anyway, my friend Klein wanted to sing Bohemian Rhapsody. And he's like 36 now, probably would still try to sing Bohemian Rhapsody. But what he didn't know is that we swapped out his, you know, his entry into the into the fishbowl, you know, the karaoke <laughs> fishbowl uh, with Brown Eyed Girl, which was his least favorite song. <laughs> so it's like, oh, Klein, come on up. And he gets up there and he's like, oh, his eyes are so happy. He's going to be Freddie Mercury. And then oh, it, I love Van Morrison. And then it's Brown Eyed Girl. Oh, and the look he gave us was priceless. And you oh. can't back down. You can't just be like, no, fuck, I'm not going to play this. I'm done. Oh, the only, the uh, my only positive karaoke experience wasn't quite karaoke. It was waiting in line for a panel at uh, either at Emerald, it must have been SakuraCon. I don't think I was going to Emerald City yet. And the line passed in front of the rock band competition. <laughs> and the Avengers get on stage. It was <laughs> Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, and uh, I want to say Hawkeye. Can't remember now. But four four Avengers go up on on stage, and it's it's Queens. Uh, Hulk, not whole lot of love. The uh, that, song. yeah, whole lot of love is uh, is Zeppelin. That's the Zeppelin. Yeah. It's the one. It's it's got a similar title. What the hell is it? Where it's got a ton of high notes. Can't buy me love. No, that's the Beatles. That's the Beatles. <laughs> It's, you know, that Queen song about love. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't think of it. It's, it's, somebody's yelling at me. I'm going to get hassled about that tomorrow. But, huh? I can't believe you couldn't think of that Queen song. They only had like 19 top number one hits. Somebody to love. Somewhat, yeah, that one. Yeah. And that starts, and the whole line gives a collective. Because <gasps> that's, that's hard. Everyone knows that's a tough song. Mm-hmm. And they crushed it. Yeah, that's awesome. Which was rad to see the Avengers crush a <laughs> difficult Queen song. <laughs> the cheers. I, I was at a karaoke in Fort Wayne, Indiana a while back for a friend's birthday. And this just big dude, you know, like, you know, mid-20s, he, like 6'5", 400-pound, fat white guy gets up there. And the song is, it comes up, and it's... Uh, not part of your world. That's fucking Little Mermaid. <laughs> Louis L- Louis Armstrong. That's a wonderful world. What a, what a wonderful world. Yeah. Yes, and he didn't just sing it. He, he sang it in a Louis Armstrong voice that was perfect, <laughs> and he hit every note. Rad. It was amazing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So tell me about this book you read. I was gonna. I was gonna say like I want to talk about this book yeah. super bad. Yeah. <laughs> Max Brooks, okay. who wrote Zombie Survival Guide and, <laughs> and World War Z, yeah, both of which I adore. World War Z more so than some Zombie Survival Guide. It's like he was working up. He, he, wrote, he wrote the prequel. Zombie right. Survival Guide was kind of the prequel to World War Z, which I fucking adore. This is like an actually good book that turned into a dumb movie. Oh, it's great. And the movie is god-awful. Ter- I love that Max Brooks is... The, when asked about it, he's like, I'm not, I'm not offended. It's not even close to the same thing. <laughs> it shares, it shares a title and that's it. It has nothing to do with, it has nothing to do with what I, I wrote. They mm-hmm. took the title and they changed everything. So <laughs> it's like, I can't be mad. They just <laughs> fucked up my title. Yep. Cause that movie is just hot trash and has no, nothing interesting to say. I heard they're doing a sequel though. 
I'll probably. I'm over zombies. I'll yeah, me too. By a, a ways. World War Z two. If they, if they had done it, I don't. I don't know how you could have done this. I'm not that creative, but I wanted Ken Burns presents the Zombie War. Yeah, that would have been very cool. That's what I wanted. It was like PBS did the Zombie War with Ken Burns. And that's World War Z, because that's how the book is Yeah, presented. the book is like an oral history of the zombie war. Yeah, it's yeah. all past tense, first-hand accounts uh-huh. of the zombie war. And it is great. If you haven't read it, read it. It is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and the, his new book is, it's he's clearly, it's directly, really heavily inspired by certain themes. And it's, again, in this book, so, which is something that I love about He's clearly like lived in L.A. or Seattle or West Coast for a long time because he has this really hilarious uh, preoccupation with, um, like, intelligentsia who can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Whereas he's been around Hollywood people and marketing people and tech people who are very smart and very established in whatever field they are, but couldn't split wood if their life depended on it. Wait a minute. I just noticed this is an ARC. How did you get... How did you get the advanced reader's copy? Uh, my roommate joined some kind of book club. That's badass. And so we got essentially got a screener copy. Yeah, so this doesn't come out until May. Until May. And it's, oh, it's fucking great. I'm so, ex- it's, I'm so excited for everybody else to read it because <laughs> it's really good. Well, tell us what it's called. It's called De- Devolution. It's hard to say out loud. Devolution? Devolution? It's not de-evolution. It'd be devolu- devolution, right? I think in that episode of Star Trek where they devolved, it was they said devolution. Devolution. Yeah, it's just evolution with a D. Evolution with a D. So, yeah, backward evolution. That thing that's not actually possible. It's a D up in my evolution. <laughs> yes. It's called devolution. In what is it? An oral account uh, or a first-hand account of the Rainier Sasquatch massacre? <laughs> is that what it's called? Let me find. Yeah, out. I'm looking at the picture right now. Yes, a first-hand account of the Rainier Sasquatch Massacre. It's pretty great. It's, it's, it's similar in format to World War Z, where it's taking diary entries and interspersing them with present-day interviews. Mm-hmm. And so the, the basic premise is that there's this, this techno, techno, techno community out in the woods somewhere. It's kind of by... It's somewhere between, like, I-90 and the border kind of wet or like they didn't really give any any direct it's somewhere east of, of Rainier. So like a bunch of techno rich techno hermits? Yeah they don't really tell you where it's at exactly the premise being that this is still an ongoing investigation so they won't mm-hmm. give you too many mm-hmm. too many clues as to where it's at Okay it's did they massacre at, the Sasquatches or did the Sasquatches massacre them? Uh, well I'm like, I, I can't say <laughs> Spoilers that's a little spoilery. But the premise being that this it's this techno community that lives out in the middle of nowhere and they get all their shit delivered by drones. <laughs> and they have, which, yeah, it's pretty cool. They have, because uh, they're in a 90-ish minutes, so like an hour and a half from Seattle. Okay. Somewhere in the, in the um, I can't think of what that, I assume it's in the native, in the, the, natu- the national forest somewhere. Sure. In the wilderness. Yes. East of Seattle. Yes. And so like northeast of, Rain- of Mount You're Rain- getting Rain- real in the weeds on where this fictional community might be. 
<laughs> yeah, we don't know. <laughs> and they, they have, uh, you know, the electric van of maintenance people come in once or twice a week to fix everything. Okay. They have really high-end internet and biogas. <clears throat> biogas? What is that, yeah, farts? Uh, it's just uh, like a, a septic system produces methane. Oh, okay. They have solar yeah. panels and the biogas, so that's they're off-grid. But they're on their own grid. They're yeah, they're off grid, so they have electricity and light and all that, but they only have like a week's worth of food. Wait, so it's Galt's Gulch from Atlas Shrugged. Almost. Maybe. I've no one ever forced me to read that, so I chose not to. I just marathon the movies and let me tell you it's a treat. Oh boy, I've heard a lot about the films. Yeah, not a one of them has any cast members in common with the previous one. Yeah, because it, <laughs> it's like they were hell bent. On seeing that series through, regardless. And, and the the great irony is the first one tanked, uh, mm-hmm. which was the free market saying we don't want your Ayn Rand garbage. And then they they subsidized two <laughs> yes. more somehow. They they went to Kickstarter to beg for donations to make their money about unfettered capitalism and the free I'm market. Wa- I'm not watching this socialistly socialist funded capitalist movie <laughs> oh the first one when they had actual actors it's it's amazing in so many ways because like the the heroes quote unquote act like villains do in regular movies and then the villains they're <laughs> they're a bunch of slimy liberals going to make backdoor deals to help the poor oh gross so it's and like at one point one of the heroes someone says you act like all you care about is money and he says all i do care about is money and like that's the hero <laughs> Why don't they just die and decrease the surplus population? Pretty much. And then John Galt is visited by three spirits. <laughs> and they all kick him right in the fucking nuts. Yep. Okay. Uh, we've established yeah. that it's a place that is somewhere and that they yeah, have so power. It's interesting that, that he gave them the ability to have like light and heat and power, but then put in this built-in this limiter that, well, because they're all obsessed about like you know food waste and sustainability they don't have food stored anywhere <laughs> okay and they have they obviously don't have livestock because they're all from la and are horrified at the idea of eating animals <laughs> so they have a bunch of fresh food delivered to them on a regular basis yes they're doing farm to table <laughs> every week but they don't have any farm because it all just comes via drone <laughs> and of course they have you know they have no weapons because they're living in harmony with nature uh-huh and that's so abhorrent to them that you can't hurt nature. We love nature. So then Sasquatch comes a knocking. And then Mount Rainier explodes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the setup for the disaster, isn't it? You know, there's a, uh, what are they called? Lahars, where you got that hot mud. Sure. Pretty much takes out Pialop and part of Tacoma. <laughs> By Tacoma. Yeah. And then, you know, Seattle's cut off because I-5 is covered in, like, 20 feet of cement-like mud. Yeah, but and they get their shit by drone. There's a militia. There's, like, a militia guys shooting up I-90, so of you course. can't get through that way. Yep. And the president isn't allowing the Canadians to come in to help. Because? <laughs> yeah, because it's... You know, that president, I assume. Yeah, Obama. It's heavily, it's heavily hinted that that's who it is. <laughs> Damn it, Obama. <laughs> yeah. Why do you and hate so, Canada so much, Obama? Then this, this community is realizing that day by day, they're like, we're fucked. 
Hey guys, the drone hasn't come for a while. And carrying over a theme, it's it's a similar theme from World War Z. Is that regardless of how much you know about the current current technology and the world and information, it still helps to you know have a hammer yeah. in your house to know the practical application of you shit. Zero, it's all these people who have zero practical real world knowledge, and they're dependent completely dependent on the outside world mm-hmm. for their little dream haven. And again, there's like in World War Z, he makes the point of that you've got they have to do this strategic restructuring because they pull everybody in the U.S. back behind the Rockies to make like a strategic defense zone. Mm-hmm. And they, they're trying to figure out how to rebuild the economy when everybody's like, I'm a consultant. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a vice president of marketing. And they're like, well, we need people who can like gunsmith and fix tanks. Like, you're, you're not used. You're totally fucking useless. And so they end up like relying on all these on these first generation immigrants to retrain everybody because they know how to fix toasters and they know how to you know fix a septic system and do small engine maintenance. It's which is totally like Patton Oswalt has that joke about it. But he's like, I'm fucking useless. If something breaks, I call someone, and then a Russian or a Mexican comes and fixes it. Yep. <laughs> That's totally, totally accurate. And in this in this scenario, they have one, they have one immigrant artist, glass blowing, or not glass. She's a glass sculpture artist, who's a an immigrant who knows what's up. It's like, well, uh, we better start like trying to grow shit and rationing <laughs> and keeping track of how much food we have. And they're trying to make shit, and they don't have any tools whatsoever. <laughs> That's. That sounds great. Like the neighbor is feeding all their apples to this deer. At some point, I imagine it involves a Bigfoot or two. Yeah, that happens. Okay, you just don't want to spoil it. No, I don't want to give. I don't want. It's it's a fun read. I don't okay. want to talk about. It. I I can't wait to buy this when it comes out. They referenced quite heavily the the uh, Bauman Roosevelt story. Which they one's that? That a lot. The the one that Roosevelt had relayed to him. In his like frontier book, the one about the guy, the two trappers who went up in the, the sawtooth in Idaho. I don't think I'm familiar with that. Killed. I, I don't think it came up in the three volume biography of Teddy Roosevelt that I read. Oh, we haven't talked about this story. No, so save it for give it its own episode. All right, well, because that, that's one of those ones that made my that gave me the you know the goosebump hair prickles because yeah. like i'm obsessed with both teddy roosevelt and cryptids and somehow i don't know this story i want to hear it in full detail yeah look up the the bauman jessup story okay okay so some background because this is one that i remembered as a kid that was in one of those monster books cool oh dude that's i was why I, loved, I loved this book so much is it gave me that same the chills feeling, that feeling you yeah. had when you were 12 and you read mm-hmm. those monster books like oh it could be behind me it could be in the right. woods in my backyard Looking out the at the window at the trees, thinking mm-hmm. like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I uh, I was in Cincinnati. I already told you we were in Cincinnati the other day because we went to see live recordings of my brother, my brother, and me in the Adventure Zone. And there is a bookstore in Cincinnati, and I sent you the pictures. I sent you the Hitler section. I could see that. But so it's I, I want to go back. We got there like twenty minutes before it closed because it closed at like four thirty. It is a five story used bookstore. And if I had had more time, like I went to the basement where like the military history and the science books were and just kind of scoped those out for a minute. I wanted to ask the guy, where do you keep your cryptozoology section? Because like every book in that place 
not every book, but like a great majority of these books were 20, 30, 40 years old. That's, I didn't even think of that. The next time I go to Powell's, I gotta think, oh shit, that never occurred to me. Yeah. So yeah, um, I gotta go back there someday just to shop at that bookstore. Just spend a couple hours in there and see what I can dig up. But being five stories of books, that's, you know, a pretty, it's actually not that high of a Hitler percentage. Yeah, and it's that was just uh, out of context. For for background listeners, <laughs> there was a very large World War II section that spanned multiple shelves. And I would say like you know, like long library shelves. There were like three of them that were World War II. And then one section of one of them was to, top to bottom just labeled Hitler. And then next to it was like top Nazis. And so they had like a million books about Rommel and Himmler and fucking Goring and all those dipshits. Excuse me, clerk. Do you have a ribbon trop section? <laughs> so, yeah, I sent it to a bunch of people because it made me laugh. And one of my buddies said, uh, actually, I think it was John who's been on the show before. He said, wow, it looks like everyone's grandpa's basement. <laughs> it's the it's the late 90s history channel come to life yep back when it was the hitler channel and not the alien channel okay so we gotta we gotta dig into our special event for this the 69th episode so we're actually going to spread this over two episodes 69 and 69.5 coming next week 69.1.5 b yes um, and then we'll move into 70 for the one after that. We have decided to do a countdown of the 69 sexiest cryptids. That's right. We rate, we rate cryptids because we're gross bros. And it's not just us. I sent it around. I got suggestions from every person who has guested on the show. Uh, and I have some... Uh, contributions in text format that I'll read when we get to a uh, cryptid that is relevant. Let's see. And, and so we're going to do the first half of the list now. Hold on. Give me like five seconds. All right. Okay. So like I just thought this is why I'm a cryptozoological yeah. incel is I only go for tens. <laughs> Perfect tens. Uh, Gotta check all the boxes. Most cryptids just can't do that. Yeah, most cryptids are you know, a little too chubby. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, with cryptids who are like really hot cryptids, always with fucking asshole cryptids. With uh, what's the what are they called? Not it's not Kevin's. What is it? Chad's. Chad's fucking Chad cryptid. Chad's is that is that right? Yeah, yeah. The uh, the incel incel enemy. Yep. That is correct. <laughs> I wonder, wonder how they settled on that one. Um, they didn't go for, like, Topher? <laughs> well, Chad is, like, the classic uh, douchebag name. Or Bodie. Bodie. That is pretty douchey. <laughs> or Bry We're going to Bryson. Bryson. Yeah. We, we, we oh, met all, all us insul incels. We collectively met a cool Chad. So we got to switch it over to Bryson now. Okay. So... Where we're at is we I, we, I tweeted this list out, I posted it on Facebook, I sent it around to as many people as possible. I was hoping to get lots and lots of people voting on the 69 sexiest, sexiest cryptids. We got 26? 
<laughs> where did where do we start at? At the bottom or at the top? Oh, of course we're going to start at the bottom. We got to count. We got to count down. So here's the thing. Some of these, most of these are cryptids we cover on the show. Like if we covered it, I put it on the list, but we haven't covered 69 whole cryptids. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we have, you know, cuz we have like we had the episode about Denver Riggleman and yeah. uh, episodes about about Bigfoot conferences and shit. So so we haven't actually covered 69 cryptids, so I had to pad it with ones we haven't talked about yet. Potential future episode topics. All right? Like that there's enough discrete Bigfoots. There, there, yeah, there are multiple Sasquatches on the list. There isn't just Bigfoot. There's lots of different specific Bigfoots. Yep. <laughs> I won't say Bigfeets. Why not? It's Bigfoots. Bigfoots. Not big feet, big foots. You're ridiculous. Sasquatchies. Sa- Sasquatchies. Yeah, why not? Because it's dumb. Oh, the the Minnesota. I told you about that show I saw about the Minnesota Ice Man, right? I think so. Where they just concluded that it was real. <laughs> <laughs> they just did. They're like, no, this is these uh, these photos don't match. It was real. <laughs> Where the dude bought the. Bought the Iceman on eBay. <laughs> so he, and then he's comparing it. Him and this other doofus are comparing it to, you know, the real photos of mm-hmm. the original one before he switched that with the fake one. Yeah, because that's what really happened. They're like, yeah, it's real. This one's the real one. We just got the fake one that he switched it out for later. <laughs> okay, right. guys. All right. I believe you. Because Leather Cowboy Hat was involved with that one. He's a, he's a well-known researcher. He's an expert. Yeah, he's uh, that's why he has a volunteer job at the San Antonio Zoo. <laughs> Hi, uh, I am Mr. Totenkopf Hat Man. <laughs> Do you think they let him wear his leather cowboy hat at his volunteer gig? Probably. Otherwise, what? he would just look like every other like skeezy bearded dude. Okay, so starting at number 69, the least sexy cryptid on this list. You ready? Yes. Should, should, I, should I get a, like a drum roll thing going? Uh, if you want to. Sure. Well, this bums me out. This one's way at the bottom. Yeah, I, I don't know why it ended up at the bottom. Maybe because it's kind of obscure, I guess. And lake monsters were not very popular. Nope. All right. Number 69. Champ from Lake Champlain, which we have not covered yet. We haven't? No, we haven't talked about Champ. Did we do Ogopogo? No, we haven't done Ogopogo. I was surprised to find out. What? Stop, stop, YouTube. (laughs) No, we haven't done Champ or Ogopogo. And I was looking through, uh, when I had to pat it, I was like, okay, what have we not done? Fuck, how have we not done Champ or Ogopogo? We've Uh, done one lake, at least a couple of lake monsters, right? Yeah, we've done Nessie. Um, did we do Nessie? Well, yeah, we talked about the surgeon's photo way back when. All right. Yeah. So, but like, there's more Nessie to cover if we wanted to. I sworn we did Ogopogo, but you got the list. No, so. we did not. I believe you. Okay, I'm not going to drum roll for all of them because that's that's irritating. Okay. Man, Champ got no upvotes at all. all. Eight downvotes, no upvotes, and I feel like it's because most people only know Nessie as as a lake monster. Like every lake has a fucking monster. Oh, like Raystown Ray, we did that one. We did we that. Gotta like, cover this one, I guess. Get the yeah. word out. Yeah. Okay, everybody. Lake Champ, Champ is like the second 
arguably third most popular crypt, uh, late cryptid after Nessie. It's like a tie between him and Ogopogo for number two. So, everybody, there are pictures of him that totally aren't logs. Go look up Champ. We'll tell you about yeah, him sometime. Totally not logs. Okay. At number 68, with nine down votes, but one up vote, the Luska. The shark, the sharktopus. Sharktopus. We did cover the Luska. For sure, and not invented by the asylum. No. And it is kind of strange. Once once we get down to number one, I'm I'm confused as to why the Luska is so low on the list given what our number one ends up being. All right, number 67, Blake, you just said it. The Minnesota Iceman. Yeah, Minnesota Iceman. He's gross as fuck. He's got eight down votes, one up vote. I mean, he is gross, and then it's hard to be sexy from inside a giant ice cube. Yeah, and it's kind of gross when you're just a latex model. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, dude. That's What's a real doll? <laughs> real doll's a latex model? No, the uh, the guy who, who presented it shot him shot this creature in vietnam and sneaked it back <laughs> that's how that works because you know he had access to airplanes yeah he just and no one else knew anything about it he just put it right on the huey and nobody noticed he like dressed it he just dressed it in some bdus i love that that they're like just because he was in the air force no one else in the air force like so uh what are you doing with this monkey man oh it's my co-pilot this is bob <laughs> He's just sneaking bodies back. No one notices. He just, like, strapped him to one wing of his F-16. <laughs> he must have been with that, with the uh, the shadow company from, from Lethal Weapon. He's like, hey, let's put the uh, put this monkey man I shot in with the, with the heroin. Good plan. Sneak, sneak it back. Then we can glue him to a toilet. Wait. Chill out, Gary Busey. It's just a monkey man I shot in the, in the mountains. <laughs> All right, number 66, also with eight down votes and one up vote, Ogopogo. The other, I can't believe we haven't covered Ogopogo. We haven't. We've never talked about him. And, uh, I could have sworn I did no, a Leg Monster episode. I, you probably did, but it was not Ogopogo. We did, have we doing Cadborosaurus? We did that one? I don't think so. I don't the have Cadbury, the list in front of The me. Cadbury Cream Egg Monster? No, we definitely haven't done that. Cad, Cadbury, Cadburysaurus? <laughs> <laughs> All right, number 65, two up votes and nine down votes. And we have some color commentary for this one. The Montauk Monster. Right, the rotten raccoon. Yeah, the rotten raccoon that just washed up on the side of a river and it had no hair. Uh, this uh, We have this from John. <clears throat> for decades, sex symbols have been made on the beach. Marilyn Monroe's swimsuit shoot. Ursula Andress emerging from the sea in the white bikini. Bo Derek's classic run along the beach in 10. And of course, the Montauk monster, which burst onto the scene in 2008, laid out on the Atlantic shore near the Plum Island Animal Disease Research Center. It's clear that this horrifying experimental mutant knows that when you've got it, flaunt it. Forgoing a fancy designer swimsuit and even the top layer of its skin, the Montauk monster gave the people the raw, chapped, sea bloated sexuality we didn't know we'd always needed. <laughs> Rejected Guardian of the Galaxy, Rotten Raccoon. <laughs> Number 64, two upvotes, nine downvotes again, the Fiji Mermaid. <laughs> Basis for one of my favorite X-Files episodes. Yep. Uh, and then former guest Josh gave us some color commentary on the Fiji Mermaid. He says, just saying, I think in her day the Fiji Mermaid could get it if only I could figure out where to stick it. Eh, find a gill, have some fun. 
fun X-Files fact. Uh, two nights ago, I started watching X-Files Fight the Future. The, the bet terrible movie? The one from 98-ish. Yeah. You know, the, the season five of yes. its own ass with yes. mythology movie. Yep. And the first 15 minutes or so are just cavemen. So imagine my surprise when those kids bust through the cave. That oh, Also, they're Neanderthals, so I don't know how the fuck they got to Texas. Because? Just don't worry about it. Cavemen. When those kids bust through the, the top of the cave, and they loudly speak Spanish. Because <laughs> it was the uh, Latin, the Espanol HBO. <laughs> and you didn't realize it? Yeah, I didn't realize it. <laughs> Because there was no, no one was talking for 15 minutes. And then suddenly, imagine my surprise when badly dubbed children start yelling in Spanish. That's great. Okay. Uh, number 63, eight up boats, uh, eight down boats, two up boats, Deloitte's ape. Some of those are mine. How many times do you get to vote on this? Because I hit that a couple times. <laughs> I hate Deloitte's ape. I think I downloaded it twice myself because it should be at the bottom because not only is it not sexy, it is yeah. creepy as fuck. I don't like that thumbnail looking at me. I don't like it either. And we've talked about this before. We've never done it officially as a topic, but we have talked about multiple times how much this fucker creeps us out. If I ever just, just spoiler alert, if I ever get to production design a, you know, creepy creature ape movie, they're going to look exactly like, like the Lois. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, but like six and a half feet tall. Yeah, they'll be human size at yeah, least. That's that's the creepiness is imagining, okay, it's probably a spider monkey, but imagining it's seven feet tall. Yeah, and uh, if anything, I'd stretch it out even slightly more. Yeah, just make it more Slender Man. Ugh, ugh. Okay. All right, number 62, two up votes and eight down votes. Orang Bati, one of the many Batman on this list. I love the drawings of this because they just put wings on a monkey. I know, it's great. <laughs> like, they didn't really even try. No, nope. it's just, what kind of monkey would you say that is? I think, actually, I think it looks like a gibbon. Gibbon, maybe it's one of those fluffy ones with the big nose, right? Yeah, it's a it's a small thumbnail. It's hard to tell, but yeah, it's just an orange fluffy monkey or ape with wings. It's the ones that look like they have an Elizabethan collar made of orange fur. <laughs> and they have a big nose, and but, they just took wings on that. But with wings, <laughs> like it's a leaping, it's a leaping some kind of like a, is a Columbus monkey? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. I can't tell from this tiny picture. A it's one of those fluffy-ass monkeys leaping at you, and then they just stuck wings on it. Yeah, they just drew wings behind the arms. <laughs> okay. Effective, but lazy. Number 61. Also, I don't know how it ranks, like, when they're all tied. So these are all technically tied. Eight down votes, two up votes. The Crawfordsville monster, recently covered. It was the thing that looked like drapery flying through the air. Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't remember this one. Um, I don't know how that is more sexy than anything... Because it doesn't have a form. It's just a wispy. Amorphous. Yeah. It's a gelatinous cube sort of thing. It gave it a really creepy picture, though. Yeah. But that was from, uh, that was from a tabletop role-playing game. <laughs> it's, uh, okay. Yeah. Number someone 60. Said, someone said, what would a Skeksis look like if it was in the thing? Yep. Number 60. Three up votes, nine down votes. The 50-foot Congo snake. I like this one. Now, Should have been once again, my friend Josh says, first cryptid listed on Cryptid Wiki due to the nature of alphabetical order is a 50-foot Congo snake. I know, at least, <laughs> I know at least one of my exes that could only be satisfied by this supremely phallic beast. <laughs> it's so thick. So thick. And long. 
Yep. Uh, and uh, strangely enough, number 59, also a snake, two up, seven down for the hoop snake. Mm, the ass to mouth snake. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a fearsome critter. It's like a like a fucking jackalope sort of thing. It's the kind of thing that Mark Twain wouldn't bother himself with. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's dumb. And then I went and talked to some lumberjacks, and they tried to tell me some bull hockey shit tale. <laughs> it's like, that's not very creative, guys. He just eats his tail and rolls around. How is Tom Sawyer supposed to have fun with that? <laughs> it's my Mark Twain. And imagine you're, you're holding your holding your lapels. Yep. With a big cigar in my mouth. With your gray suit. Hold on, let me get a Sharpie in here. How's a... Uh, is this a snake eating his tail? <laughs> That's called an Ouroboros. You didn't invent that. <laughs> okay. Uh, number 58, seven down, two up. The Gray Man of Ben McDwee. That's the Scottish one that creeped me out on last year's... Or two years ago's oh, Halloween yeah. episode. I, I kind of remember this one. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, not much to say about that. Another lake monster, number 57, seven down, two up, is Bessie slash Lemmy, the lake monster of Lake Erie. Yeah, the most motorhead of monsters. Fucking yeah. The one, it's the only, the only one that's on fucking amphetamines at all times. R.I.P. Lemmy. <sighs> number 56, I'm disappointed by this, three up, eight down, the Yeti. Huh. That, yeah. That's that's a pretty high profile one to go this low. Maybe they just maybe they're racist. What if we maybe we should have called them abominable? Nah, because people like bumbles. Yeah, you gotta you gotta use the technical terminology or else we have no credibility. <laughs> right. So, number fifty-five. Uh, three. Should have put Yukon Cornelius <laughs> in one of the There is a silly one in here. We'll get to it. Number fifty-five. Three up, eight down. The Michigan Dog Man. Oh, this was the sexy werewolf, wasn't it? Uh, no, that was the Beast of Bray Road. There are so, <laughs> there are so many there's, dumb werewolves. There's too many sexy werewolves. Or yeah, was there just one sexy werewolf. No, there. The Beast of Bray Road uh, was the sexy, sexiest of sexy werewolves. Okay, that was the one that was very overly described. Yeah, with having, the abs and the buttocks and the lipstick. Has having just like a rocking ass and mm, shredded abs. Yeah, just like eight pack. <laughs> this one was just a regular, a regular. It's a yeah, regular lame ass werewolf. A medium sexy werewolf. Uh huh. Number fifty four, three up, eight down. Albert Osman's younger female Sasquatch, the one that was That's small right. and flat chested. That's right. Yeah. This guy who's who's way into Bigfoot tits. Yep. <laughs> to describe both of them. Well, I don't know much about anthropologies, but us. <laughs> that one was flat as hell. <laughs> the other one needed a wonder bra, which is a thing I just invented. It's like a bra. It holds your tits up real high. Now I'm going to go chew some tobacco at them. Yeah, but what their dicks look like, Albert? <laughs> you think I'm gay? I ate one of those. <laughs> I'm out searching for gold, not ass. The one Sasquatch, if he was wearing loafers, he'd be lighting them. <laughs> I didn't like how he was looking at me. Okay, number 53, with two up and six down, Rods. <laughs> rods. We haven't talked about them because they're just too fucking dumb. Uh, even, this is, just for context, this is the one that even History Channel's Monster Quest 
said, yeah, this is not real. Yeah, this is this is bugs <laughs> in a frame rate. Yeah, they're like, this is just, like, we couldn't sneak this one past our video editors. Yeah, it's shutter it's speed like, and a bug. Uh, this is how interlaced video works, dum-dums. Uh-huh. <laughs> this isn't a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I, the first time I heard of rods, rods and orbs hit the scene about the same time you know, as, as new photographic artifacts, basically. Yeah. Like, digital digital fo- photography and videography gave us rods and it gave us orbs. And some dipshit show was saying that they weren't cryptids. The rods were actually minuscule alien spacecraft. Because <laughs> I just got a mini DV camera and Adobe Premiere, and I'm seeing crazy shit. Oh, my goodness. Number 52, with two up and six down, giant salamanders. The ones we covered in America, not the ones that actually exist in Japan. The not real ones that yes. are twice as big. Yeah, not, not hellbenders, the ones that are even bigger than hellbenders. Because, you know, a four-foot salamander isn't cool enough. Nope. Got to find one even bigger. I mean, if you can, if you want, you go to China, you get a six-foot one. Yeah, they're giant. It's like the golden retriever, but mm-hmm. it's a salamander. All right, number 51, three up, seven down, Orang Pendek. That is a really silly thumbnail of that one. Yeah, just like, it's a, it's a taxidermied orange monkey. Yeah, it looks like a, like a, a really poorly cared for action figure from yep. like 1980 yep not good so for those of you who don't remember orang pendek it was uh uh like the short ape man of uh borneo it's like a the indonesian knockoff action figure for beast man it, yes that's what it that's exactly what it looks like it's like turkish you know turkish he-man yeah that's their that's their their version of beast man <laughs> animal man beast it's, yeah, it's just man beast. <laughs> and Turkish stinkhor smells like roses. It's, it's actually burns, like a nice smell. Burns you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had to coat it in something to make that smell. <laughs> Number fifty, three up, seven down. The Honey Island Swamp Monster, which is the one. Yeah. It's the one that was. I think it was our first. Of many uh, circus train cryptids. Circus train cryptids, yeah. The circus train crashed, and then a monkey fucked a gator. <laughs> uh, down here in the bayou, uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, a, a gator can fuck a monkey. Where are new cryptids going to come from since there's no circus trains anymore? Uh, maybe just carnies? Just regular, just a carny gets lost? Because there aren't like are, there aren't really any circuses anymore, and they sure as hell don't have train derailment. Yeah, circus accidents. Maybe maybe Amtrak derailment. <laughs> it's like just, you know. Maybe it's it'll be all of the the bankrupt zoos or not zoos <laughs> uh, circuses just turn all their animals turn their critters loose, and then they all fuck each other in the bayou. <laughs> Number 49, three up, seven down, Stellar, Stellar Sea Ape. Oh, I remember. This was one of mine, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, one. because it's not actually a cryptid, he was just, he made it up to like make fun of the captain of the ship. Yes, because it has this similar description. Yeah. To jump. And then Stellar Sea Cow, the real thing, is delicious. Is a crazy, interesting animal that was wiped out in like 10 years. Because it was so tasty. <laughs> It tastes like corned beef and was big and slow. <laughs> and that's a recipe for extinction right there. And old sailing ship seamen were just were, <laughs> had to extinctify everything. Okay, number 48, three up, seven down, is the Sheep Squatch. 
Sheep's Squatch. Yeah, you know the it's oh. it's like like cryptids. Squatch is to cryptids as Gates is to a scandal. It's like. It's not. It wasn't originally a suffix, but it sounds enough like one that people treat it as one. Here's my new idea for a show. It's called Animal Squatch, <laughs> and it's like that show where you could turn into an animal, like but, an, animorphs, like animorphs, but, but you, you but turn it, into a Squatch version. So how, how is that? Because so in animorphs, you turn into the animal itself. Yeah, but this is Animal Squatch. So you turn into a humanoid version of whatever animal that is. Yes, so you turn into a Squatch-shaped version of that animal. Yes. Okay, I'm so adding that to the list of pilots we need to film. I can picture... Remember the, the covers for those? <laughs> so it could be, oh, Kevin turns into Frog Squatch. And, <laughs> and here's Deanna becomes Pigeon Squatch. Just, oh, that sounds so creepy. Just a giant humanoid pigeon. Pigeon Squatch, yeah. And it has the strength and and big it has the the largeness and strength of a sasquatch, but the powers of a pigeon <laughs> the proportionate strength and speed of a pigeon so it's like but really big and loud <laughs> <laughs> it can eat it can eat a shitload of bread, like so much bread there's just an old lady at the park with bread just gets landed on by an eight foot tall. Anthropoid pigeon. It's like the the like the the bad guy is getting away his getaway car, and suddenly ninety five tons of bird shit crush it into the into the pavement. Uh, Home Alone two would have been so much different if Pigeon Squatch was in it. Oh, so it's so much better too. Okay, number forty seven, three up, seven down, Ray's Town Ray. And for a cryptid oh, with the, a theme a song, late cryptid, right? Yeah, he's the one that had the theme song, Ray's Town, Pennsylvania. Oh yeah. Where uh, one of my coworkers actually worked on that lake, so hmm. she she really enjoyed this episode because people would pretend that Raystown Ray existed, kind of pretend. Like she was, she worked at like for one of the naturalists, and when he was asked about it, he'd be like, "Yeah, may, maybe, sure." sure. Number 46, four up, eight down, is Albert Ostman's older female Sasquatch. I'm very glad this one is higher than the child Sasquatch. Milf Squatch. Milf Squatch. <laughs> now, I'm See, not I saying I would fuck a Sasquatch, but yeah, they had me there for a while. I mean, if I had to. I would definitely choose the older one. <laughs> it's just funny to me to put anything in front of Squatch. <laughs> Why, like, Milf, milf Squatch? <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty good. It's, yes, I agree. Someone's, someone's written that erotic, erotic novel by now, right? Um, yes. Like, if I not, was just... We have to. I was just a, a lowly forest pool boy when I met Milf Squatch. <laughs> just manning a nice, uh, a natural spring. Cleaning it out with my pool net. Oh, and she just wouldn't stop wood knocking at me. <laughs> <laughs> so I let out my finest Sasquatch call. My regular, my regular Sasquatch's Sasquatch friend's mom <laughs> keeps throwing rocks at me. Bigfoot's mom has got it going on. <laughs> I'm oh, in this. love with Bigfoot's mom. <laughs> so we call up uh, Stifler's mom from American Pie and ask her if she can do creature suit work. 
<laughs> I, no, we'd have to get someone else. She's probably not a MILF anymore. That so movie Doug, came out 25 years ago. I'm like, look, Doug Jones already said no. <laughs> I don't know who else to call. <laughs> All right. Uh, number 45 with four up and eight down is El Chupacabra. That's, yeah, that's right. We did that one. Yeah, and we've got some. We've got two, two different people voted uh, added to the Google Doc for for some flavor text for why the chupacabra is so sexy. <clears throat> Number one, chupacabra may translate to goat sucker, but I have it on good authority that they aren't that picky. Chupacabra will suck anything. <laughs> it is all chupacabra does. Chupacabra has more experience sucking than a Dyson. Chupacabra sucks harder than Vince Vaughn watching Grown Ups Two in a black hole. Ooh. <laughs> Chupacabra can suck the zinc out of a penny and leave the copper behind. A word of warning, though, Chupacabra does not translate to goat swallower. Bring a towel. (laughs) That was unsigned. That was pretty good. Uh, And it was either Tom or John. Probably John. I'm guessing that was John. John, if that was you, good good job. (laughs) And other Chupacabra, this is from Jess, who brought us the the, uh, fucking Japanese one, the kappa. I came to humbly suggest the chupacabra as a sucker of many things, but I see that's been covered above. (laughs) So then she went on to. So I don't forget, add to like your list of shit. um, Swallow cobra. (laughs) (laughs) The chupacabra who swallows. We'll translate it later. (laughs) Yeah, we'll work out the outline for that script soon. That's a dumb joke. Swallow cobra. I have a vague outline for a chupacabra barf team episode so yeah well we also have a vague outline for our chupacabra uh erotic fiction that's right (laughs) had that for like eight years all right Uh, that one practically wrote itself oh yeah it's because he's yeah okay yeah so so the outline if you steal it we will hunt you down fucking find you the outline is okay you've got a sexy uh ins agent i guess you'd be an ice agent now Who's working the border, and one night she leaves work, and, like, she keeps hearing something behind her, you know, like, weird noises, and every time she looks, nothing's there. And she gets home, and her comically abusive fiancé is just, like, <laughs> just fucking be- beating shit out of her, he's a piece of shit, and, and – because, you, you know, you don't want to feel bad for him when inevitably the chupa- she catches yeah. the chupacabra killing him and then fucks the chupacabra on the spot. But then, because he's an illegal immigrant, they have Conflict. to flee – yeah, there you go. So that's that's it. We will write it one of these days. <laughs> Number 44 with three up, six down is the Piasaw bird. You weren't there for that one. Uh, the Piasaw bird is just a weird fucking... I, don't, I barely... I, like, I remember that we made fun of how it looked because it looked like its wings were made of steak. One of these like medieval but it, chimera things. But it's like also not... No, it's, a, it's actually a Native American thing. Oh. Uh, of course, stolen by white people. <laughs> Native American dragon. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's an Illinois Illinois thing. <laughs> I know, Tom, you presented this. Sorry, I don't remember much about the Piasaw bird if you're listening to this episode. Number 43, three up, six down, the Texan pterosaurs. Oh, that that's a favorite of mine. I like this one a lot. Yeah, you covered this one, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I yeah. enjoyed the the really bogus photos. Uh, obviously, bogus photos. I mean, like <laughs> they're bad. really big, so it would be hard. It would be hard to fuck one without getting split in half. Yeah, you know, and yeah, also I, they're 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 both flying creatures and reptiles. 
it probably had cloaca. Yeah, yeah I wonder yeah. what. Yeah, I don't know what their what their deal was. So yeah. I imagine it'd be all internal. Probably. Hemi, some hemi-peen situation. Number 42, surprised at how high this one is, with four up and seven down, is the Pigman of Canuck Chase. You remember? <laughs> I don't remember this it's one. It's a weird British cryptid. Just a just a pig. It's a pig squatch is what it is. <laughs> that, okay, yeah, pig squatch. I remember pig squatch. Now. Yeah, that's, 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 that's what it is. Number 41, four up, seven down, is the Beast of Busco. That was like our first one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was one of the very first ones. Um, that was the one. It's the Big Turtle. Yeah, this is the the Parks and Rec monster. Yes, uh, in, in uh, Churubusco, Indiana. Okay, so uh, Josh says the Beast of Busco had, if I remember that episode correctly, a neck like a stovepipe. Now, if you don't think that sounds like unlimited deep throats, I don't know what to tell you. Beast of Busco given that good, good sloppy top. Mm, just with a snapping turtle. Hey, he doesn't have to. He only snaps if he's hungry, so just make sure he's well fed, and then you won't have to worry about it. You could snap a broomstick in half, if you know what I mean. <laughs> ooh, ooh, okay. <laughs> uh, here's the silly one. Number 40 with four up and seven down is Denver, the last dinosaur. Well, I remember this open so clearly, but have no idea what the show was about. Yeah, I, 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 get, I get the theme song stuck in my head if I so much as think of this fucking show, but I also don't remember what it was about. He skateboarded? Yes, he was correct? rad. Uh, and he is on the list purely because of the tagline, he's your friend, and a whole lot more. more. <laughs> so, did, he, did he talk? I don't think so. Pretty sure he I don't didn't. think he talked, but so Denver, pretty rad. Denver the Last Dinosaur was our friend, and a whole lot more. You know, his theme song wasn't the only thing that was banging. His spot on this list serves as a lasting tribute to his short-lived effort to gently, in, gently introduce children to the concept of a no-strings-attached fuck-buddy relationship with the brontosaurus. <laughs> just with the, with the generic dinosaur. <laughs> Brought to us by John, again, I think, because it's unsigned. But he has a particular style in all of the flavor text he wrote. Uh, 39, five up, eight down is the Jackalope. More like the, oh, that was, that was early too. More like the Jackaloft, the Jackalomeoff. <laughs> well, Anis Morissette would go down on that in the theater. Totally. <laughs> He's really horny. That's a weird sideways reference. It's an excellent sideways <laughs> reference. That's <laughs> a... a, a t- it's a weird way to get to Dave Coulier, but yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I was hoping you were just going to leave it. Uh, number 38, four up, six down, is Mantis Man. Which, I, was, I, I don't remember this one. Yeah, I covered this one, and I didn't remember it. <laughs> Mantis Man, that's yeah, dumb. It's a Mantis Squash. Yeah, it's another puppet from the thing. Yeah. 37, four up, six down, the Yaren. The Yaren. I love the Yaren. The Yaren, another little ape guy. That one. Yeah, you did do that one. So he's cute. I like the Yaren. Yeah. So, I mean, if if this is if the scale of sexiness were on the 10 scale, he's a five. Yeah. Yeah. Nice nice guy. Nice middle of the road. You, know, you, you, throw, you throw him a pity date, but you probably wouldn't fuck him. Yeah, maybe he's, he's gonna, really drunk. He's gonna creep around your campfire, but he's not gonna do nothing. No, he's no, he's not gonna. Yeah, he's just gonna watch. Yaren just want to watch. Fuck Probably doesn't even stink that bad. Just let him watch. It's, he ain't hurting nobody. Number thirty-six and our last one for the first half of episode sixty-nine. With four up and six down, the Black Beast of Jevodon. Our very first one. <laughs> 
ugh. This one still creeps me out. Yeah. Because all of the pictures are really creepy. Because they're really, I don't know how you can make a woodcut creepier than this thing, but they made, they, they did it. I mean, and there's a reason that I chose that as our uh, cover text, or cover uh, album photo, whatever. Which, by the way, I finally had some extra time tonight, and I took Ryan's name off of it. So, sorry. Sorry, Ryan. You're probably not listening, but you quit the show, man. You broke yeah, my heart. Like 60-some episodes, like 68 yeah. episodes ago. So now it's now it's just me and Blake. I, I should I should actually rechange it to with Don Blake and maybe guest. Yeah, we should get some guests again. Yeah, it's been a while since we've had a guest. You're supposed to get a Russell forever ago. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, he's like doing kid stuff. Yeah. Wasn't there another guy you like who saw Squatch or something? The guy you Wait. worked with on Oh, a, on no, set? that was somebody who went to a Bigfoot thing. Oh, that's right. That was a while ago. Okay, so that is the first half of the 69 Sexiest Cryptids brought us down to number 35, which we will pick up again uh, with that one next week when you listen to episode 69.5, the second half of... 69, dudes! (laughs) And because, uh, because I played that clip 17 times throughout the course of this show... I have us some new music to play us out. Do we get some kind of kickback from the new movie? No. We're, we're promoting Bill and Ted. I'm, I, yeah, I'm just happy for people to see it. I don't need a kickback. I'm just glad it exists. Okay, here we go. You may recognize this also from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. Yeah. And we list out all the cryptids we're welcoming. <laughs> Please welcome a most excellent hairy dude from Asia, the Yaren. So, uh, thanks for listening, everybody, to episode 69. We'll be back in a week with episode 69, part two, cryptids 35 through one. Who's the sexiest cryptid? I guess you will find out. Wait, I just fucked that up. I hit I hit the pause button. I hit the pause button. And okay, there it is. Now let's play us back out. <laughs> <laughs>